Welcome to Apaga University. I'm Inga. And I'm Julie. We are two entrepreneurs who have built an in-home care business from the ground up, guided every step of the way by God's care and fueled by agape love. 16 years later and over 100 podcast episodes already under our belts, we invite you to continue on this journey with us as we share stories that resonate, insights that inspire, and practical guidance that empowers you to face any obstacle along this path. Whether you're a professional caregiver, a family member, or are simply curious about what your steps will be when you need them, you have come to the right place. Oh, hey, and while you're here, make sure you hit that subscribe button. And after that, make sure you send this to a friend. Yes, do it. All right, we'll quit fooling around and get to it. Let's go. Class is in session. Hello, Sunshines, and hello, Julie. Hi, Inga. How is you? I'm well. Good. Hey, how are your new headphones treating you? Oh, my gosh. I'm a rock star. You really are. I am a podcast wonder at this point. <laughs> I wanted to let you get through one episode before oh, I brought it up, but yeah, very no, nice. Looking good. Looking good. Yes. Speaking of, yours match your shirt. Oh, yes. Yeah. Happy accident. <laughs> <laughs> well, now that we've done a, a fit check. Yes. We look good. Yeah. And don't your headphones match mine? Yeah. Now? <laughs> Twinsies. <laughs> oh, good grief. All right. Well, anywho. <laughs> so the topic of the day today, I'm just going to put it out there since you probably already know. <laughs> Because you read we, the title. Because you read the title. <laughs> um, we are going to be talking about grief in seniors. And that is not funny. No. Um, but it is definitely a discussion that needs to be had. So oh. you picked a verse out of many. And you had picked Psalms 31.9. Yes. Be merciful to me, Lord, for I am in distress. My eyes grow weak with sorrow, my soul and body with grief. Yeah. There's just really no explanation needed on that one. Yeah. When we're talking about grief... Mm-hmm. We need to really look to the Lord. Yep. And we need to ask for that extra help. Yep. And, and, and get that internal calm and love to be able to work through what you're going through. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Always just look up. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah. What'd you bring to us for an uplifting story? Okay. So this is going to be tough. Um, we need the cryometer. Oh, already? <laughs> already. Oh. Yeah. Um, so my first concert in my life was Tom T. Hall and Don Williams. Probably at that age, I didn't appreciate them, but now I really do. And turns out that um, at my dad's funeral, we played one of his songs. And as I'm looking through good news stuff, I see why he wrote that song. So as (laughs) I pull myself together, (laughs) I was going to play a cute bit of my dad's favorite song and what's ironic about that is my dad is has was a really tough dude yes yes (laughs) and for him to love this song is um very very sweet and I just lost the darn thing no here it is so here we go Oh, <laughs> one more little bit. 
Oh, Julie. Isn't that sweet? That is so sweet. Oh, and you know, the funny thing is, is um, you don't hear a song for years and years and years. And ever since that, we played that at Dad's Memorial, you hear it all the time. Yeah. And this is a classic example <laughs> of a trigger. Yes. And so anyway, uh, back to Tom T. Hall. Um, the, it says, I was invited to a local recording student one afternoon recently to meet with country singer Tom T. Hall. He entertained us with several of his songs and explained how he came to write the one entitled I Love. He told us that he heard a psychiatrist say that the way to have a good day is to sit down first thing every morning and make a list of everything you dislike, everything that bothers you, and everything that bugs you. Then by tearing up the list and throwing it away, you can help rid yourself of all your grievances. Mm. But that, Mr. Hall said, seemed too negative. I couldn't see starting my day off by thinking of all those ugly things. It seemed that I should try to think of happy things I love. So I made a list, and part of that list became a song. Oh. So anyway, how sweet is that? That is really sweet. And, yeah. and you are not wrong. Your dad was like the toughest <laughs> tough guy, but also the softest, oh. most kind-hearted. Yeah. Just yeah. squishy guy. Squishy, because there's little things that mom will say, oh, gosh. There's the hummingbirds. Your dad loved hummingbirds. You know, oh, oh. break your heart. Darn it, Julie. I, this is dumb. <sighs> it's not dumb, but actually we are going to talk about um, grief today, and there will <sighs> be some coping things that we talk about yeah. that, that, you yeah. can, that can help you. And truly, not to make this, this whole podcast about me, but, you know, I've had two really tragic deaths in my life, mm -hmm. and um, dad was a year and a half ago, and the other was Cassie my stepdaughter and that's been um a little over six years and it's funny what the littlest things will bring you to your knees even after six years and um maybe me having this <laughs> meltdown <laughs> is okay for people to see that it's okay yes and um and pretty soon I'll be happy again yeah but it takes a second and it's these kinds of things that bring it up yeah. and you never heal yeah, they so, will be with you forever. But as sorry, we're going America, to learn, it's um, it's uh, this is it's a good thing. Oh, uh, it is, it is. It um, you can never forget. Yes. For Cassie, um, her birthday is December eighth. So every December eighth, um, we have birthday cake. <laughs> yes, <laughs> and you have a variety of different things. Oh my gosh! <laughs> yeah, this year we actually had huckleberry cinnamon roll, and she would have been okay with that because we did a lot of huckleberry looking for in, in, in our younger days with yeah. her <laughs> oh my gosh that cracks me up were yeah. you huckleberry picking or were you just looking for them or uh, you just didn't find them picking and eating picking and, and eating <laughs> yeah. <laughs> nice. yeah so anyway sorry about that it just kind of all you know you just never you never know yeah and so when you're talking about grief it it's it's one of those things that boy it, it will knock you down and you never know when mm -hmm. and that's okay it is okay it yeah. is okay yeah, yeah. Well, I brought a story, and I'm just going to read it to you because I think it's worth reading. The title is, I was so blessed by the kindness of a stranger, and I will never forget it. Do you find that sometimes an act of kindness or compassion can so completely take us by surprise that we don't notice its significance until later when it's too late to express our gratitude? It happened to me a couple months back, and I don't think it would be right to keep it to myself. I was so blessed by the kindness of a stranger, and I will never forget it. In May, my friend died by suicide. Mm -hmm. We were very close. We had met in a hospital when we were both being treated for mental illness. So we connected deeply and stayed in contact as support for each other after being discharged. His death was a shock as it seemed he, 
as he seemed to be doing okay. I was gutted. We didn't have any friends in common, so I felt extremely anxious about going to his funeral on my own. However, I wouldn't have missed it for the world. His family contacted me after reading a tribute I wrote and asked if it was okay to have it read as part of the service. I was honored. The day of the funeral was cold, windy, and rainy, but that didn't stop hundreds of people from turning out. As I stood surrounded by so many strangers, the tears flowed continuously down my face. When I saw his coffin and the pain in the eyes of his parents, I began to panic. Mm -hmm. It was all too much for me to bear. I felt like I couldn't breathe. I needed to escape. I started to look around me for a gap in the crowd when my eyes met those of a lady about the age of my mom. She must have seen my anxiety. She simply said, you're here alone too, hey? Um, with a knowing look and a warm smile. All I could do was nod and bite my lip and hold back tears. She said she didn't know him personally, but she was there on behalf of her daughter who couldn't attend. She took me by my hand and said, don't worry, just stick with me and we can do this together. And we did. She looped her arm through mine, led me into the chapel and found us a seat. She even had extra tissues. As As my tribute was read out loud and I fell apart, she held me tight and whispered, he knew you loved him. He loves you so much. She held my hand as we made our way to the place um, paper cranes on his coffin, and she told me I was doing so well. At the end of the service, she walked me out, and I thanked her for helping me. When I think back to that day, I wish I could have said more to thank her or shown my appreciation. I really believe she was there for a reason that day. I don't think I could have done it without her, and I didn't even get her name. I just want to say thank you from the bottom of my heart. Oh, my word. Isn't that something? You just do not know when that (laughs) one little act of kindness is going to take... I mean, that could have just turned into such a, an um, emotionally, a bad emotionally, um, emotional event for that person. Yeah. But because that woman took the time to recognize it just needed an extra oh, hand. It, it completely something? changed the dynamic of that day. Oh, see, and that's another grief. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Isn't that interesting? Yeah. Huh. So we wanted to talk today about understanding grief in seniors. Yes. And um, basically... With, um, with age comes an abundance of change, right? So anything from moving away from family homes, coping with a terminal diagnosis to the loss of loved ones. And these can, these changes can be jarring and and bring about seasons of grief. So we need to understand as we talk about it, um, we don't just grieve death. There are many situations that can be grieved. Oh yeah. 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 Um, and it's really very interesting. Um, there's a couple trains of thought here. There's some people that specifically say there's absolute stages to Mm -hmm. grief. And then there's others that say there are no stages because it is so incredibly unique. Oh yes. Very, very individual. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But first off they talk about denial Mm -hmm. and that being the first stage, um, when with the person that's surviving the loss mm-hmm. and they just can't believe it really is true. Right. Yeah. yeah and it's, it's overwhelming and you can, it, it, you almost go into a state of shock. Yeah. So. Yeah. Then there's anger. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'll tell you what. Um, each, each time I've had to deal with it, I'm really mad for a while. Yeah. Yeah. I think you move. I mean, Generally, you move from that denial, um, and and then you go into that anger stage. Yeah, um, just not understanding. Yeah. Then there's the bargaining, mm-hmm. um, depression, and then you have to accept. Mm-hmm. And it's uh, that acceptance is the part that I think we're going to talk about most today. Most today is um, how are we accepting it? Mm-hmm. Is it a healthy way, right. or is it a, a way that um, is is not healthy? And and you're actually in depression or other issues that could um, be negative on your health and uh, people you're around. 
Something that's really important when you think about helping a loved one through a grief situation is making sure that you reach out. And as I read through this, um, you know, it really kind of hits you because the first reaction I think for a lot of people is to just, well, we just need to leave them alone. We just need to let them sort it out and have, you know, be in their own aftermath. And, um, I'm, I'm afraid to bring it up because I don't want to, you know, open the wound back up or I don't want to somehow create more bad feelings or, but the thing about it is the reality is the bad thing has already happened right? Uh, and the news is out and we all know it and pretending like it hasn't happened um, or ignoring it, which, I mean, I don't think we're necessarily ignoring it if we don't reach out to someone, but it can feel like that for sure. So we have to remember that this person that is grieving something bad has happened. They know that it's happened. Um, we can't just pretend and go on about our days without acknowledging it. Yeah. We, I actually had a situation just this weekend where, um, we, my husband and I were going to go to a meeting and there was six of us there. And one of the persons had just lost a loved one. And the other person that was there just within the last couple months has lost somebody. And so, um, you know, my husband was a little nervous. He goes, Oh, what do we say? Do we do? And I said, you know what? They know it happened. Right. We have to acknowledge it. So the first thing is, you know, when we went in and said hi to everybody, I said, how are you? Mm-hmm. Give them a big hug. And then I looked over at the other person that had had their situation a couple months ago and said, and how are you doing? Right. And you know what? If they would have had a meltdown like me, it would have been so okay. Right. Oh, absolutely. Because I would have just given them a hug <laughs> and then we would have moved on with our day. Yes. But, um, you know, we they were able to talk it out just a bit. Everybody acknowledged that there was stuff going on. Mm-hmm. And then we were able to do what we had to get done. Right. I know in my youth, I used to, um, I would be scared about reaching out to someone if if something bad had happened. But I've trained myself over time that saying nothing, you you might not think that you know what to say, Mm -hmm. but saying nothing is not the answer either. So (laughs) you have to just go for it. And like you said, how are you? Yeah. Are you okay? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Acknowledge the pain. It's okay to acknowledge that things are hard right now. Um, trying to mitigate the situation or reminding your loved one that it could be worse, not helpful. Right. No. <laughs> yes. Just, even if it is just sitting with someone in their grief. Yep. Just be there. Yep. And listen, um, you know, they might not be able to talk. They might not want to talk about what's going on. Um, if they're there and they initiate the conversation, make a space for them. You know, don't interject, just listen. Don't add your own thoughts or opinions. Um, don't try to solve their problem, right? <laughs> yeah. Um, yep. It just boils down to that. Again, it's unique for everybody. Mm-hmm. Everybody yeah. has their way. Yeah. And then something that you can do um, is try to help connect. You know, if someone's going through a certain type of grief, maybe you try to connect them with someone else that's gone through something similar so that they, there is that understanding. You know, you don't always want to say, oh, I know how you feel. Because you probably don't, mm-hmm. right? No, I'll tell you. Um, so I've had the death of a daughter. Mm-hmm. Um, she was in her, she was about 30. Mm-hmm. So that's not a, a child child, right. but it's still your daughter. Yes. And then um, my father. And it's so interesting. I've been in, put into places where I was able to talk to that person. And I was the only one that had been through that. Um, and um, I think God put me there. Because he knew I could be strong for that person. Um, One of Bailey's friends um, had passed, and I was able to reach out to the mother Mm. and say, you know, I I do know 
how you feel. And she felt so much comfort Mm -hmm. in just knowing that she wasn't alone. Right. And so I was able to be there anytime she wanted to reach out. She was a complete stranger to me, mm-hmm. but for her to know my daughter and the relationship she had with yes. her son, uh, she knew that she could love me as well. <laughs> yes. And well, you're hard so, not to love. <laughs> and so it, it, it was, um, I, I did reach out. When I reached out to her, I said, you don't know me, but if you need me, I'm here. Oh. And um, explained, I, I'm, unfortunately, you're in the same club of the one that nobody wants to be in. Yes. And then with dad, with our business and home care and, and dealing with older people, there's quite often we have to talk to the kids. And you know what? It What shocked me the most was I do this as a living, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> we deal with death and dying a lot because of the demographics. But then um, it didn't matter what I did for professionally or what how old I was. Right. When you lose that person, it's huge. So able yes. to then talk to people and say, you know what, I, I just lost my dad within this last right. little bit. And they're able to say, oh, okay. You you understand. Yeah, yeah. And once again, it's not a club you want to be in, mm-hmm. but for some reason, God puts you in their life to maybe help them or uh, give them something to, that they need to hear that day. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Mm. Well, you had come uh, um, come across this, the grief recovery method. It's a guide for loss. Oh, it's and so good. This, there is such good information mm-hmm. in here that we just wanted to kind of go through it. Mm-hmm. I think important um, to recognize is what is grief? So grief is the normal and natural reaction to significant emotional loss of any kind. Grief is the conflicting feelings caused by the end of or a change in a familiar pattern of behavior And grief is the feeling of reaching out for someone who has always been there only to find when you need them again, they are no longer there. Mm -hmm. Typical responses that are associated with grief. And I'm sorry, Julie, I didn't, I didn't know this was going to be so hard (laughs) and I'm trying not to ball on your behalf. So we'll we'll hug it out afterwards. (laughs) There we go. (laughs) Yes. Um, So some of the typical responses associated with grief, um, reduced concentration, a sense of numbness, disrupted sleeping patterns, changed eating habits, um, roller coaster of emotional energy. And, you know, this talks about that there are over 43 losses that are considered grief. Yeah. Um, and probably more than that, if we're to be honest. Oh my goodness. It, it, and once again, it's, it's so unique to self Mm -hmm. that something that bothers me Mm -hmm. and I consider a loss is not going to affect anybody else. Right. Um, so that's one of those things that, yeah, I did not mean to turn this podcast into me at all, (laughs) but what we're not talking about is, is grief as a whole, not just a death of a loved one. And so some of those, um, grieving things that, uh, really throw people for a loop besides death is divorce, Mm -hmm. retirement, Mm -hmm. moving, losing your pet, financial changes, loss of health, legal problems, empty nest, end of addiction, uh, starting school. Mm -hmm. So uh, once again, boy, if you're having a hard day, look at what you're going through in your life. And understand that it may be, there may be some significant event that's taken place that's Mm -hmm. causing it. Um, So there are some intangible things that actually go along with with grief. And Mm -hmm. those are loss of trust, a loss of safety, loss of control, loss of faith, and even a loss of fertility. Mm. Yeah, see, I would have never thought about that one. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. And for somebody else, that could be just so devastating. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. You had already touched on it, Julie, but grief is so individual and unique. Yeah. Everybody does it differently. Yeah. I know that um, in my lifetime, I have known families who have lost children and the way that they have carried on the child's legacy has been so different depending on, you know, the family. Some just, I mean, one family, the, the bedroom is the same as it has been for 20 years. Oh. And, you know, one family talks about the daughter just, you know, as things come up, as those triggers happen. Um, I, I have a friend who lost her son and uh, she is just completely unable to talk about it at all. Doesn't want to be reminded. Doesn't. So yeah, it's very unique. You know, actually for Christmas, um, my sister-in-law gave us candles and I got the most beautiful candle. It's in a, a dish and it's, it's got a smell to it. But once that candle is gone, I can actually go and they will refill it. Oh. But it's for a foundation for a little gal. And I think she was like six years old that hit um, that community so hard. Mm. So they started a foundation. Wow. And um, I didn't know they were doing the candles. But that was a really special Christmas present. Oh. Smell is huge. Yeah. I um, My grandpa Fisher smoked a pipe. And, and always. <laughs> oh. I mean, just... I don't ever really remember him without his pipe, to be honest. But so that smell, and they even make candles in in that fragrance now. Yeah, they do. And uh, it's such a trigger. And for me, it's a very, very happy trigger. Yeah. Because Grandpa Fisher was just an incredible human. And Mm -hmm. uh, yeah. Oh, so cute. We have to remember that there are no absolutes in grief. Yeah. Yep. Nothing is universal. (laughs) No. Grief is normal and natural. Mm Mm-hmm. And, um, it can be mislabeled. Yeah. Very often. Yeah. So you need to be careful about that because, um, it can be, it can be mislabeled as ADHD, depression, PTSD. Now, granted, um, sometimes in grief, someone will have some type of a major depressive episode. So we need to be careful about those things. We don't want to overdiagnose. We also don't want to underdiagnose. Right, <laughs> right, right. But we do have to really delve into the situation. If you see somebody that's grieving and it seems to be an extraordinary amount of time mm-hmm. or, or just something's not quite right, let's let's get to the bottom of it. Yeah, help them figure that yeah. out. Because a misdiagnosis can mean a mistreatment. So yeah. we don't, we want to avoid that for right. sure. Um, this brochure actually talks about how do you know if you or someone that you know is incomplete mm-hmm. with a loss. And this is really interesting to me. Um, so if you're unwilling to think about or talk about someone who has died or express um, feelings about any other losses, you may be incomplete with that. Yeah. Um, if fond memories turn painful, you might be real or experiencing unresolved grief. Right. Um, if you want to talk only about the positive aspects of the relationship, you might be incomplete. And then wanting to talk only about the negative aspects, that may mean that you have some unresolved grief. Um, and unresolved grief can be the root of any fear associated with thoughts or feelings about the relationship itself. Yeah. And, and a lot of this is um, talking about a divorce mm-hmm. or, or any kind of estrangement you know, a, a, a daughter to a mother, a, 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 a dad that takes off and, yeah. and leaves everybody and everybody's so angry. Mm-hmm. You know, you've got to stop and work through those feelings. Yes, because it, it will literally eat you alive. Yeah. 
Yeah, that's too bad. But the impact of grief in our society is so huge. (laughs) And I actually really needed to see these numbers Mm -hmm. because I don't know that we give ourselves enough credit for stuff that can really bring us down. Mm-hmm. We're all, always expected to be happy and, and uplifted, and, and that's not always the case. Right. Yeah, Yeah. it's pretty staggering if you think yeah. about um, 13. It's, a, it's basically, data says that about 13 million people are grieving annually due to death. Yeah. And that essentially there are 2.6 million deaths a year, and the, you know, the average number is like five people who grieve that, you know, individual death. So it's pretty, pretty big. Yep. 2.5 million grievers year per year due to divorce. Mm-hmm. And even just um, like romantic breakups, they say that 15.6 million people grieve annually yeah, over and, that. And none of those, uh, those statistics are even talking about the kids. Right. So watch oh, your kiddos on that kind sure. of a thing. For sure. Yeah. yeah. Um, and just know that unresolved grief is everywhere. Thousands of mental health professionals um, that, that are worked with, they f- found that although clients come to them with some other presenting issue, almost all of them have unresolved grief as yeah. an underlying problem. Yeah. Oh, yes. Um, the most common misconceptions, I thought this was really good. Mm-hmm. It just really nails it. Um, so the most common misinformation on the topic of grief is that time heals. Um, Time does not heal, action within time does. Mm -hmm. We know people have waited 10, 20, 30, or even 40 years to feel better. Yeah. Yeah. And basically, I think it's misinformation that people wanna grieve alone. Mm -hmm. Often this vice is subtly implied, give your mom her space, or he just needs a few more minutes alone in the other room. Um, But we don't wanna do that because as children, we can learn that that means that sad feelings should be hidden Mm -hmm. or experienced alone. Yeah. that's not the case oh gosh and then of course it doesn't matter when something's going down you always know the strong one right 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 right. be strong you have to be strong because you're helping get through this situation and be strong for the kids or be strong for your wife Uh, those kinds of things you don't have to be strong yeah and and we have to create a space for people to know that they don't have to be strong Mm -hmm. um so many of us i think walk around with just large loads on our shoulders because we think we have to, we've got to hold it all up. Um, and in reality, we don't, we don't, because if you, I mean, I think in general, humans are pretty good. And if, if I came to you (laughs) or you came to me and I was like, dude, I just, I just need you to hold me up today. Yeah. I know you would do that. Yeah. And I would do the same. Exactly. Exactly. Another uh, bit of misinformation is to say, don't feel bad. Um, This is usually followed by an intellectually true statement, but that's not helpful at all. Uh, You know, don't tell somebody, don't feel bad. His suffering is over. Mm -hmm. Don't feel bad. At least you knew her for as long as you did. You know, those are things that are, uh, we're we're trying to think of something to say. Um, My my go-to is feel bad, yell, kick, (laughs) scream, have a tantrum. I mean, whatever. If you need to go in the other room and I'll block the door so no one can get in there, do it because you've got to get that out and you cannot hang on to it. That's where um, I'm one of those uh, that uh, I think everybody should know me pretty good by now. (laughs) If I have something on my mind, you're all going to know about it. Um, And that's, to me, that's what I need. I cannot bottle it up. Yeah. And, but a lot of people bottle up and then that manifests itself <clears throat> into worse situations, stomach aches, ulcers, mm-hmm. headaches, all of that. <laughs> <laughs> but, and I don't know if just 
the way I do it is any better than anything. But um, yeah, if I need to cry, I'm just going to yeah. cry and then I'll get over it. And yeah. everything no, it is doesn't fine. hurt. The way you're doing it doesn't hurt for sure. <laughs> um, another thing that I think people try to do for others or oftentimes for themselves is to try to rep- replace that loss. Yeah. Um, so you don't want to just run out and get into another romantic relationship if one just ended or maybe you lost a pet and you feel like you've got to go out and replace that right away. Yeah. You don't, you don't have to do that. Oh my gosh. Um, we tried to do that for mom. Um, one of her dogs, um, had unfortunately, um, passed. And so we're just like, do we need to get her a puppy? (laughs) So we called mom and there's, we we know there's a puppy and she's like, oh my goodness. No, don't you dare thing I need is a puppy. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Okay. I have a puppy story. So for Sammy's 16th birthday, Um, we have this really good friend, Mandy and oh my gosh, I love Mandy. She actually worked with us for many years. I just thought of her this morning. It's so funny that you brought her up. Love her. (laughs) Just the most kind hearted human in the world, but she didn't follow the golden rule. (laughs) So she, she helped us plan a surprise party for Sammy for her 16th birthday. And, um, and she wanted to give Sammy a dog. And we said, no, Mandy, you can't, you can't, you don't, you can't give somebody, somebody else a dog. Oh, well, we'll just, can you please just, if it doesn't work out, then, then you can just find a different home. And I'm like, yes, we'll just take the dog from the 16 year old. It's not working out. So we're just going to now go find it. So anyway, mm. she gave her the dog Oh no! and um, turns out it was actually just a phenomenal, her name was Oakley. She was a little She's cocker so spaniel cute. and when we first got her, we were still living, you know, at our different place where we had the motorcycle shop. So she was just Oakley or Bobo. Um, but then when we moved out to the farm, she became Oakley, the crusty farm dog. <laughs> she embraced that role. Oh, she was adorable. <laughs> oh, she was just a little oh. mop and just crusty. And, but man, I loved her. Yeah. She was a good girl. Yeah. Anywho. So ask first. Yeah. <laughs> Mandy. And then listen, if someone says Mandy. no. <laughs> I think the other thing we always try to tell people are, you know, keep busy. If you just keep busy, then you won't have time to think about it and your mind will be on other things. But you know what? Um, Actually, remember, we had a caregiver that worked here and she was in the middle of a divorce Mm -hmm. and her out was to come to work. Yes. And so she would come to work, but she wasn't really 100% here because she was still thinking of how angry she was yeah. and, and all of the stuff that was going on. And we actually had to give her time off. Yes. We told her <laughs> she was going to take time off to get healed. Yeah. She was so mad at us, right. just mad. But she came back three months or so later and said, I'm ready to come back to work. Yes. And she told us, I was so mad at you for making me leave, but now I understand yeah, because she wasn't going to deal with what she needed She wasn't to. dealing at and, all, and um, and we had to be the bad guy, yeah. um, and thankfully it worked out <laughs> um, for her, but boy, I, I remember that, you know, she had no idea that mm-hmm. it was affecting her job, yeah. and she was grieving, she was angry, and um, she wasn't doing anything well because she was trying to keep so busy. Yeah, she was just spinning mm-hmm. continually, spinning at home, spinning mm-hmm. at work, and just we had to just kind of stop that spinning. And, yeah. yeah. Make Help her, her refocus. Yeah. But, yeah. Yeah. Okay, so I liked this part of it. it. There's actually some common complaints expressed by people who are grieving. Yeah. Um, things, things that maybe we say to them or do or inadvertently thinking that we're helping, but really the griever's like, no. So basically... Um, don't tell somebody, oh, you'll be fine in time. Right. Not helpful. 
Yeah. Um, I know how you feel. Yeah. So unless you have actually experienced it, like you, you talked about earlier, mm-hmm. um, that's not a good thing to say. The other one, and this is, this is crazy. You shouldn't still be feeling that way. Oh my goodness. And people are terrible. <laughs> they will say that. They will, they will literally say to somebody, you shouldn't, shouldn't still be feeling why, that Why are you that. still feeling like that? Yeah. Why are you still <laughs> mad about that? Why are you still upset about that? And, and that just breaks that person's heart even more because they're wondering what's wrong with me. Right. Goes yeah. back to that like lack of or loss of trust. And yeah. Yeah. Oh, look on the bright side. They're in a better place. Yeah. And I'll be honest with you. I, not exactly in those words, but I know there have been times when I have, probably wrongly made the statement that gosh someone is they're no longer suffering Mm -hmm. and isn't that God's blessing Mm -hmm. and but I think you have to be very careful how you say that and really think it through is it appropriate oh I gosh I had I've had to evaluate myself too after reading that Mm -hmm. but truly there are times with so much um uh, illness going on or something that truly once somebody is gone, it's actually is a blessing mm-hmm. and they truly are in a better place. Yeah. And the people know that, right. it, you know, and so we just have to know when to say the right thing. Yeah. Yep. And telling people don't be angry with God. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm sure probably even in my own life, there have been times that I've really gave him a good tongue lashing, right? Cause I was mad, <laughs> yeah. but, um, but I know that that's, it's just trying to get it out, get yeah. out those emotions. It's not a long-term situation, but it is yeah. not helpful. Yeah. Yeah. And then just to say <laughs> it was uh, just a dog or a cat, mm-hmm. you know, to some people it just, that was their, yeah, their it might person. be their life. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I guess don't minimize it right. for people. Yeah. For sure. Um, there are helpful things, right. Mm-hmm. That you can say. So some of those would be I can't imagine how you feel. That's that's probably more accurate mm-hmm. for most situations. Mm-hmm. Can't imagine how painful, how devastating, how heartbreaking. Um, yeah, another helpful thing is, and this is the one that I was talking about, and so thankful, I'm, I'm so glad it's on the list, <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> is I can't imagine how you feel, but I know that when I lost my dad, mm-hmm. I felt this. Yeah. Um, and so, Yay. Yep. Yep. (laughs) Do listen with your heart and not your head. Allow all emotions to be expressed without judgment, criticism, or analysis. I am guilty of always wanting to fix a problem. Mm -hmm. So I have to work on myself and, and understand sometimes people are just coming to you because they simply just want you to hear them out Mm -hmm. and you don't have to fix it. You don't have to do anything. Just be there. Listen, take it in. Right. Don't, don't always respond with, okay, well, this is what we have to do. Yeah. <laughs> Guilty. <laughs> Fix it. Yep. Uh, do ask what happened. Mm-hmm. You know, if they don't want to tell you, they won't. Right. Um, so, but most people avoid that. Oh. And honesty is truly the best answer here. It is. You yeah. know, we, over um, the Christmas break, some of our very, very close friends, they actually had the worst tragedy. Their barn burned down. Mm. Thank heavens, none of the animals were inside. Mm -hmm. So it was only material things that they lost. Um, But I had seen on social media what had gone on. And I just immediately picked up the phone because I'm like, this is, this requires more than a, an instant message or, you know, something like that. What happened? Are you okay? How can we help? Yeah. 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 Because if you don't ask and somebody is internally fighting uh, whatever demon Mm-hmm. It is. Um, they can feel so isolated. Yeah. But for somebody to ask and, and give them permission to talk about yep. it. And and like I think we've said, if they're not ready to talk about it, that 
they have permission to say, you know what, I'm, I'm just not ready to talk about it. Yeah. But then they know that mm-hmm. when they are, you're, you're there and ready to listen. And then while they're speaking, really, really listen to them Mm -hmm. um, because there may be something underneath what they're saying Mm -hmm. that you really need to pay attention to. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Empathy is a big thing. Be empathetic. Um, This means that if you tear up during their story, it's okay. (laughs) Which I... (laughs) That's good. (laughs) I know. You're allowed to be, you're allowed to be human while listening to another human. Oh, you know, we had that, gosh... Two weeks ago, mm-hmm. one of the sisters of one of our incredibly wonderful caregivers oh came gosh. in to give us the the word that um, our caregiver, Penny, had passed. Um, and we all sat here and cried together. It was so hard and so yeah. devastating because that was such an incredible light in the world. Um, but when, when her sister came in, she also knew how we truly felt about her sister. Oh, yeah. But, man, uh, yeah, we, we cry freely around here. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I know. That's a, oh, that's a big loss. There Penny. was no way we could have not, though, because that was a pretty special person in our lives. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Oh, goodness. So let's um, see. There's just so much more to, that you could talk about on grief. Um, but I think that the biggest thing is, is be empathetic. And do understand that um, everybody is unique. Those are the two biggest things I think that we really need to to talk about. Yeah. And and just um, be okay with however they're grieving, mm-hmm. and and try to walk in their shoes, yeah. and 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 go from there. And I and I do apologize for <laughs> my mini mel- me- mini mental breakdown there, but um, it's it's what you know. It'll be years before I'm completely healed uh, with it I'll never be completely healed yeah. but you know um but um there are will be little songs <laughs> like Tom D. Hall there will be little things that come up events that happen mm-hmm. um you know um, and you just have to figure out yeah. how to still strive because that's also <laughs> what my dad would want he would say oh for goodness sakes Julie will you just Suck oh, it up and knock it off. Yep. You're fine. Your You're couch. doing good. I'm watching over you. Put on your big girl boots and <laughs> get after it. Yeah. We came from the um, same school of parenting, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> our, our parents are very similar. Yes, they are. <laughs> they are for sure. So um, anyway, as the other thing is that it's, um, you know, you, you never know when anything's going to happen in your life. Mm-hmm. So make sure that these people that you love know that you love them. That's a big deal. I just read something the other day about um, never not say I love you <laughs> before you hang up the phone. Wasn't it you? Because yeah. you were just like, uh, I, 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 I'm telling my clients that now too. <laughs> I think we talked about it actually on a previous <laughs> yeah, episode. I'm like, it? yeah, I'm making it weird. I'm telling people I love you. It's weird, I know. But. <laughs> Let's be weird together. <laughs> Absolutely. I love that. <laughs> Well, on that note, I think we wrap up with our grandma saying. Yes. <laughs> this was a lady from your church, huh, Julie, that said, God couldn't be everywhere, so he made grandparents. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Oh, that is fantastic. Yeah. Well, thanks for tuning in today. Kind of a heavy one. Um, lots of tears, and thank you for your grace <laughs> as we uh, <laughs> sob our way through this episode. <sighs> um, anyway, please go subscribe. You can do that on Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts. You can watch us on YouTube and join our Apaga Care and Share Facebook group. 
get in the discussion there. Leave us a review. We'd Mm -hmm. love to hear from you. Um, Mm -hmm. Send us your grandma sayings. Send us your uplifting stories and verses. And on that note, peace out, Girl Scouts. Have a good day. The caregiven name is a registered trademark of the Veritrust Health Incorporated Company. EPAGA is not connected to, affiliated with, or endorsed by Veritrust or any of its affiliates. 